0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and the wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. so good morning mr Bundy. good morning mate good morning now we 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 had a bit of a, a bit of a tease of this last week we were talking about pokey machines and i made a bit of a punt now before we go any further gotta gotta specify that these these are just our own views right
1: not well, there's certainly uh, personal views, and, and I've got no agenda other than to uh, get people to read my column on the Whitehead of time so. <laughs> <Well,
0: laughs> Thanks for putting it out there, a Times, on Saturday. You'll find it here. Um, it's, um, and, and, well, actually, let's, let's go to that, because we, we started to tease about the idea that marijuana, uh, the legalisation of marijuana, may be the saviour uh, to the problems caused by pokey machines. Now, then you sent me an article that you had written in July last year, a year ago, almost a year ago, uh, for the Wakanda Times. I thought, oh my goodness, this guy's been reading my mind just in reverse, or maybe I've read this article and I just believed what he said and forgot I'd read it. <laughs> I like, dangerous territory, Mark, dangerous territory. Yeah, it, is, it is with you, mate, I tell you. But it, you, make, you make some really interesting points in that article. Would you give us a pricey of that article first? Well, really, the thing
1: that I was coming to from that column about dope, and and I say quite blatantly, look, legalize it, because uh, prohibition hasn't worked, and we really need now to grow up and, and move forward with it. And if we can do some areas of making sure the tax is there, uh, we can do some good with that money that comes in. And uh, at the end of the day, we have to acknowledge that it is widespread, easy to get, and in many ways, it's probably the least of our concerns. Mm -hmm. I also make the point in the column, and I'm going to expand on this as our our chat goes on this morning, is we need to look at our drinking binge culture, and that may have an impact on some of the aspects to do with legalising dope. But that's that's basically it, It and last week you raised that point. Take the money from, uh, from dope and put it into the community good and get rid of pokies.
0: Now, what about, uh, what do you say to those people who say, hey, listen, you're just exchanging one vice for another. In fact, this one actually causes brain damage. Um, and you know, we just, all we're doing is really encouraging it. What do you say to that? They're right.
1: And the interesting thing is, is I'm one of these people now that has done a complete backflip and a 180 degree oh. turn from where I was a year ago. Oh. And I'm saying, a- absolutely no, don't legalize it. I'll There's no the community good <laughs> that is going to outweigh the damage that dope is going to do. Uh-huh. Now, the rationale for that and the reason why I'm doing a flip-flop in public is because I have friends who have had some experience with this in Denver. Right. And what I want to share with uh, people today is, is that whenever we go down this track and you can name a number of different areas where there seems to be superficially a fantastic concept a great idea there's going to be a downstream consequence which can only be positive if you ignore the costs and you can see that across multiple fronts the one that's going on in denver right now and i think you're going to see this expand because denver is uh has made cannabis uh legally uh, available quite famous Um, yeah quite famously, and it was seen as as a very innovative step to go forward and and stop the whole issue uh, of getting these people incarcerated for growing Mm. weed. Mm. Now, Denver went ahead and did that, but what is, I think, now unfolding is that it's the hidden downstream dominoes that fall, the consequences, the collateral damage. And we talked about this last week with the folks who were betting on pokies and they were the ones who could least afford to lose the money, and they are the ones that are losing the money. But you outweigh that by saying, hey, it's a community good and we can't get the money any other way, so these guys can keep losing their money not putting food on the table, but we'll take their money and we'll do something positive with it. In Denver, what's going on right now is you can see that there are consequences and downstream issues going on that mean that young people are getting their hands on dope. There are more accidents caused as a result of people driving and driving stoned and a number of other downstream issues that I think we're going to see unfold in in Denver over time. What I'd like to suggest today is let's hold off for a bit. Let's see what the social experiment is doing in Denver and see if we can find out what the consequences here might be because if you look at what happens with drinking culture in New Zealand we're going to replicate that in the dope culture in New Zealand and we need to grow up as a country with recreational drugs.
0: Okay I take your point I take your point on uh on the fact we aren't grown up I take your point on that and it's interesting you talk about the domino effect but is that happening already is that are you saying more people are smoking weed now because or getting hands-on weed because it's legal?
1: What's going on is it's the same checks and balances thing, and what's going on in Denver, and I can basically confirm this secondhand, as it were, yeah. is that the young folks are going to school stoned. Now, there is an age restriction in Denver, and I think the age is 19. Yeah. Now, now that means that dope is getting into the hands of people who are younger than that, because it's obviously legal and readily available, but they are still smoking illegally. Now, my concern with that is, is that is that If we had a drinking culture that was uh, maintained in a way which was healthy and we didn't see what goes on, even on the streets in Hamilton, then I'd say, okay, let's give it a try. Let's do some restricted access and see what happens. But a year later, after writing that column, that said, no, nope, got to make it legal, got to make it uh, so we get away from this prohibition culture. that has never worked. I mean, even Helen Clark has come out to say it doesn't work. I'm saying Helen Clark is wrong once again, surprise, mm. surprise. <laughs> um, but, but the point I'm making here is this, is that in New Zealand, we have a habit of not looking at the hidden costs. And if you look at yeah. the national government, for example, we are now seeing some of those hidden costs that they had become public. And that is my great concern. New Zealand has a culture of looking at all the benefits and not looking at the costs. And I think that's what's going to happen with dope legalisation.
0: It's really interesting. I'm just looking at a news article that actually does contradict you quite a bit there. It's uh, uh, News.Lift or Lift News over there. And they're talking about five years on the legalisation of cannabis uh, in there. And they're saying that um, miners would start using cannabis was the prediction. Uh, They said earlier this year, Think Tank, working for the state legislature, uh, produced a report showing overall decreases in use cannabis uh, rates, and they said it was based on survey data from the Department of Health. So you know whether you can believe that or not, I'm not sure. But they said teen usage has gone down. What the thing that switched me was one of our um, council employees had been over to the um, over to is it Portland, Oregon? Are they legal over there? Somewhere. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she said you know, and they they thought they're going to go and see what it's like trying to purchase. Uh, marijuana, so they went across and they went into, the, and you had to go through about three different checks before you even saw the stuff. Um, and they said that opioid use as well had dropped quite significantly, uh, and all all the crimes associated had had dropped. And the, the you know the um, the state was making enormous money out of taxes. And um, prison populations were going down as a result. So there's a, there's a lot of compelling arguments for it as well. You know, it's really interesting, Max, because I was against the legalisation of marijuana a year ago. Now I'm pro it. And you, <laughs> you were pro it and blop I'm against blop. it. I, I tell you, next, next, this time next year, or the year after, it'll be uh, and on the phone is Councillor Max Christofferson. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, they're suggesting
1: like, let's have the rugby sevens and let's pay for it
0: yeah <laughs> why not a great 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 invention great <laughs> invention? but it's, it's absolutely fan, fantastic debate to have and uh, you know what i like about it is it's far more or far less passionate now than it used to be ang- exactly
1: yeah, i i think that's a good point too because i i think what's going on now is there is more information available uh and i i think again uh, many people are Looking at the downstream consequences of what's happening in the U.S. with this policy change to make it legal, yeah. and I'm saying, you know, I'm happy to wait just a little bit longer and just see what's going on because my my hands-on sort of uh, advice is that uh, typically <clears throat> the things that go on with dope is it's under the radar, yeah, yeah. And it's not going to be and it's not going to be picked up with some academic pinhead uh, no, doing yeah. some research somewhere. Well, I, th- so I, 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 yes. I think again, you started one question. I want to touch on this very quickly. Yeah. And I have a real concern that there are great mental health issues in New Zealand that need a trigger before they become more serious. And I think if you look at triggers, some of those triggers are dope. And I had a good friend of mine many years ago who was an incredibly funny personality. He got into dope and then things really began to go haywire with him and as a result of that we lost him along the way. Mm. So you know, my concern is is that there are hidden consequences, downstream effects and and we need to be very sure that in a very immature country where our recreational drug use, alcohol use and other use uh, is concerned Mm. that we're not going to be able to control it and we're going to make a rod for our own back.
0: Two points on that. One, we're a small country so actually you know what, you're right we can't, well first of all everything happens slowly here, so it's it's not going to happen fast if it does happen. Second, so we can watch, especially California, you know, because they have you know now gone legal, and that's a big place, California. It'd be really interesting to see what happens uh, with their population as well, um, which is akin to ours in a certain certain way. Secondly. Um, because we're a small country, we can put those checks and balances in place, like, i.e. the the medical ones. So, you know, we we need to make sure the health system is standing there, waiting with its arms wide open for any sign of mental illness. Which we, I think it may haul it out. And those those friends of yours who have had, you know, uh, crises with uh, dope and, and and the consequences, will actually be able to do this in the open, and we'll be able to get help. Um, a lot more easily. But finally, you make an interesting point about what it does to people's psyche. Now, even in the form of um, people's attitude, because I'm, I'm a big believer, and forgive me while I sound a little bit like Tony Robbins here, be the best you can be. You, you, you respond to pain. Okay? If, you, if you are um, in any sort of pain or crisis or anything, you're going to go one of two ways. You're either going to fall off the deep end, which is hopefully not the case. But most often, you get to a point where you go, right, no more. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to fix it. I'm gonna fix it. Now I had a friend I used to work with many years ago, and she came to me and said, "Why am I not getting anywhere? Why am I not getting anywhere? You know, crikey, and you know, I'm I'm on the minimum wage. I'm over 30. I have a I have a child, etc." I said, "It's very simple. You smoke weed every night. You smoke weed every night, and it's not because of the medical thing. It's because it dulls the pain, and what it does is it takes that pain away that would motivate you normally, and so mm. you, and and that it does." It turns us into slugs. There's no doubt about it. But you're right in that if we build an infrastructure around it, we can mitigate that sort of stuff. Surely we can. And then we can get all the tax, that lovely tax.
1: Let me me give you two words uh, that may undermine that particular theory. Go ahead. And the two words I would say to you that would suggest to you that it's difficult to mitigate the effect of legislation that opens up uh, any access to drugs. Uh, And the two words are Bob Simcock. Now, the reason why I use Bob Simcock as an example is because when National raised the issue of reducing the age for access to alcohol in the pubs, Bob Simcock was a local MP who signed the check and said, yeah, let's do that. So in a con about a year or so ago, I said, look, how's that working for you, Bob? How's reducing the age so that people can get access to alcohol in New Zealand? How is that working for you? Because what I would say to you is that the same argument was used then, that you know we've got all these standby uh, health yeah. resources and these tax resources and these good people in the restaurant uh, sector and the bar sector yeah. who are going to be able to control uh, all of the access uh, to alcohol. And the argument was, look, if I could go and fight and die for New Zealand, I should be able to go into a pub and and buy a beer. And Bob Simcock bought it. Now, the argument I would say to you, in that column a year ago that I wrote in the Waikato Times, I mentioned the point that my family went out to the Hard Rock Cafe, I think in San Diego, and my daughter wanted to take out a beer bottle that was a souvenir of Mm. actually being in the Hard Mm. Rock Cafe. And we were stopped before we left the bar, and we had to put that beer bottle in a box because you cannot take alcohol on the street, nor can you have alcohol until you are 21. So you can go and fight and die for America in Mm. current wars, but you can't go and buy a beer in San Diego and take it out on the street. So for me, when uh, the National Party introduced this reduction of the age uh, to allow alcohol for 18-year-olds, they're flying in the face of models in the U.S. that have worked very, very well. Mm. So if you do put these barriers and checks and balances in place, they should have worked for alcohol,
0: and they didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's an interesting point, actually. That's a really interesting point. You could use it as... And we actually, we better draw this short, because even though this is free, we've still got to play some stuff. We've, um, we've got... Um, you know, this is a really good chance to use political leverage to say, okay, guys, we will legalise your hooch, but there's going to be some big checks and balances on everything. So there's the payoff. You know, the rules are going to be so tight and so monstrously seemingly oppressive but you're going to be able to get your weed legally. What do you want? Do you want to, what you to do it? It's a good opportunity, mate. It's a good opportunity. We I should... vote for you, Mike Bunting. I would like that. <laughs> it's it's not bad. Hey, it's not bad. Oh, mate, I can see I can see a major political party come. Let's do it. General elections. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, mate, all, all the very best, Max stops and we could talk about this for hours, as you know, as you and I are uh, akin to doing. But um, hey, I'm on tomorrow. So could you would you mind joining us again tomorrow? Oh, I'm always back for another 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 go round with Mike Bunting Absolutely. tomorrow.
1: So yeah, let's let's carry on.
0: Okay Cheech, we'll see you uh, we'll see you, <laughs> see, see you tomorrow mate. For more episodes of this Community Access Radio Show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.